This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. If you grew up in church, you likely have heard at least one sermon on the importance of tithing or giving to the church. But why should we give into the Lord's work? Well, as we'll see on today's podcast, from the very beginning, God's people have invested monetarily into God's house. We'll discover how they did that today from Exodus chapter 35. Verse 21 of Exodus 35 reads, Everyone whose heart was moved and whose spirit prompted him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work of the tent of meeting, for all its services, and for the holy garments. Exodus 35 records for us the first capital campaign in the Bible. After warning the people regarding the importance of Sabbath rest, Moses encourages the people to give in to the Lord's work. He has received from the Lord all the details needed for constructing God's house. Still, the resources for that construction God has providentially given to his people. In doing this, God is allowing them to be involved in his work. God knows the human heart and how ownership follows investment. When the people gave their money, their hearts followed their resources. This is precisely what Jesus meant when he said, Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's not that our resources follow our heart, but that our heart follows our resources. Five different times in this chapter, the word tells us that every one whose heart was moved came and brought an offering to the Lord. The entire community was involved. Each gave differing amounts, each had different types of gifts to bring, from wood to jewels to yarn, but many people felt compelled to share. That's the best rendering of the text. To say their hearts were moved meant that their mind, will, emotions, and conscience were uplifted, and they felt compelled to make an offering to the Lord. How could they not? After all, they had seen the Lord do so much for them. After having been miraculously delivered from the hands of those who had enslaved them, these people had mired in the depths of slavery for generations, and yet God had provided them with miraculous provision. He led them through the sea, given them water from rocks and bread from heaven. They had witnessed the harrowing vision of God's presence descend on Mount Sinai. They had seen the people's hearts be drawn away to idolatry and felt the fierce wrath of this jealous God who had delivered them. Now, God was coming near. Through the tabernacle, God was coming to dwell with them. He was coming to reside with his people through the means of the tabernacle, and they had been invited to donate towards its construction. After all, they had experienced God's provision and his judgment and his presence. How could they not be moved to give anything they had? Now, it's important to remember that most of the wealth came with them from Egypt. God had used their very captivity to laden them with wealth with which to, get, to build God's house among the people. My point is this. It was the Lord's anyway. They only had it due to the miraculous deliverance that God had enacted for them. 
seeing these resources as borrowed for this purpose, indeed loosened their grip that this wealth had on their hearts, and it likely made it easier to relinquish to the Lord's work altogether during this season. Their gifts were voluntary. They were sacrificial. They were joyfully given. There was no conniving or cajoling to give. The text clearly states that everyone who wanted to provide gave. It bears no mention of those who did not want to share. Presumably, from the silence, we can reasonably assume that it was a 100% voluntary donation. There was no pressure, and yet they felt compelled to give into the Lord's work with the best of what they had. Now, as we seek to apply this text, do we have the same attitude in giving into the Lord's work today? Are we giving out of a heart of gratitude for deliverance? Are we giving sacrificially and voluntarily? Or does the church have to pressure us to relinquish some token of our appreciation of God's goodness in our lives? Maybe if we saw every ounce of wealth given to us by God, we might be more amenable to providing more consistently and sacrificially. We should remember what Moses told the people at the end of his life as they made preparation to enter the promised land in Deuteronomy 8. He says, you may say to yourself, my power and my ability have gained this wealth for me. But remember that the Lord your God gives to you the ability to gain wealth, to confirm his covenant he swore to your ancestors as it is today. If we could see the provision that God has given us for the express purpose of his house, we might be more surrendered to providing what the Lord asks of us. Has he not delivered us with great power and wisdom? Has he not made a way for us when there was no way, leading us through the sea on dozens of occasions? Have we not found the water from the rocks or bread from heaven repeatedly on our journey back to the land of promise? Has he not promised to carry us into that heavenly abode? God leads us from bondage to the land of promise and provides for us every step in the way as he did the children of Israel. Should we not feel as compelled to give to his house as they did? The place where God meets with his people, where we would learn firsthand of his atonement for our sins, where God would descend in fellowship to us? Should we not have given sacrificially, voluntarily with joy into that work? We shouldn't have to be pressured to give what God has given us. We shouldn't have to be compelled in our spirit to do so. With our mind, will, and emotion, and conscience being uplifted, we should be volunteering to give into the place where God meets with his people. We each have different things to give. We each have various capacities to provide. Still, we should do all that we can to give monetarily and with our lives into God's kingdom work. Let's pray together today. God, give us a heart that is motivated to give sacrificially into your work. When we pause to consider that you have done the work for us, cause our hearts to be moved and be compelled to give into the Lord's work, into the place where he meets with us corporately. Thank you for tabernacling with us on this journey towards our final home. May we give heartily as unto the Lord, consistently as a means of gratitude for all that you have done for us. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. 
While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.